Hello, we are joined together for the TMG Sports Podcast. The media guys, more than the score. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the third TMG podcast in as many days after doing zero for the first six months. Uh, my name is Chris Dufresne. I am a co-conspirator, founder of TMG College Sports, and uh, we are pleased to have today as our third, we'll call him number three. Because no, I'll never like call a, Ivan number three, but okay. No, but in the, yeah, in the... Well, um, I don't want to be called number one or number two. It's uh. <laughs> <laughs> true, yeah. Um, but we're, we're honored point. to have uh, Ivan Maisel of uh, ESPN.com.org.podcast. Ivan does a terrific podcast of his own. I know this will be hard. The technology here is probably blowing him away at this moment, given what he's looking at. Um, but... I used to... Just watching the tape go from one <laughs> reel to the other, it's, it's mesmerizing. But I, when Ivan... Now, I have, I have not listened to all his podcasts this year. Um, I, I'm sorry. Um, but when, when Ivan did his podcast with Bino Cook, uh, it was like must-listen for college football fans. And, I, and Sheila, my wife, will attest to this. A lot of times I would put the podcast on... And it would last, you know, it would last a long time, which was great. Well, but, that and Gene Wojciechowski, it was the other end of that spectrum, you know. The, he did, the, he did the podcast with, too? with Ivan. Oh yes, <laughs> <I know>. yes. <laughs> but the Bino part, you know, yes. and having Ivan and Bino, and I would, I would, I would turn the podcast on in my in my office. It would have kind of big speakers, and I would just turn up the volume, and I would, so I could go around if I had to go to the kitchen or the restroom, so I had the podcast on the roof. <laughs> but it was, you know. Uh, it was really special, so we're 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 honored to have Ivan, our good friend, uh, around this table today to talk about uh, college football and, of course, the big title game, Clemson, Alabama, and Ivan being a Mobile boy and growing up with Alabama and Bear Bryant. I think maybe we'll start with um, kind of shoot off a story that I just posted for TMG, and, and it's kind of looking at the. Nick Saban dynasty and the legacy, and I, I sort of posed the question: uh, Whose career would you rather have, Pete Carroll's or or Nick Saban's? And and, and the, the, with the idea of being uh, as great a, a college coach, and he has potentially, you know, on the precipice of being arguably the greatest college coach of all time. The yeah, but in his resume. Um, he tried to go to the NFL and didn't work, and he came back. I mean, Bowden didn't do that. Um, uh, Paterno didn't do that. Bear didn't do that. So I think they could say, well, but when you go and try and it, and, and, and it doesn't work and you come back, are you – is that always in the back of your mind? And do you think Nick thinks about that? Or is it – are we just – is that just – are we just blowing smoke about it? Well, he is – I mean, in a world of competitive men, he is as competitive as anybody I've ever met. So I'm sure it gnaws on him, but he also made his peace with it. 
uh, he realized, I think, in the two years of, of Miami that what he likes to do and what he's good at is taking 18-year-old boys and turning them out as 22-year-old men. Uh, it's what he's good at. I think his wife, I think Terry, likes the college atmosphere and likes being sort of the, the house mother to those players and, and likes the small-town community of a college campus. Uh, they're both small-town people uh, from West Virginia. Uh, so she's happier in the college game, and, and their marriage is, uh, I think, integral to his success. And, and that's where she's happy. So any talk of him ever leaving Tuscaloosa, I would always ask, well, you know, Terry's not leaving. You know, you know I mean, the, the whole like the whole thing with Austin and with, with going to Texas to replace Mac was, was silly. She was not going to leave Tuscaloosa. And, and it became apparent very early on in these nine seasons at Alabama that she was happy there. And, and it's all sort of, in my mind, flowed from that. Yeah. Let, let's bring in... Uh... Uh, Mark Blauchin and Herb Gould, TMG uh, co-founders, and maybe add to this, and maybe Mark from the perspective of uh, Bill Belichick in New England. Right. Saban, who is a mentor. Yeah, and they're very close. Right, yeah. they're very close. But Saban <coughs> will never be. In the eyes of the hierarchy of coaches, he can't be Belichick, right? No, no matter no. how great he does at Alabama. Is, is, that, is that wrong? Well, without question. I mean, I've brought up a great point about the whole culture. Is, is the best, Belichick is our, probably the best coach in, in pro football. He can walk around the city of Boston and and or any city and, and not and he's oh it's Belichick it won't be it's like he's not Tom Brady. College coaches when they're good like I was says Nick Saban they they are kings in their own world. I mean everything is done for them. You know it's a, it's a different culture. You know so they're not they're not the the main actor of, of of the city they're in even though they're going to be successful. A college coach is is the main actor when he when he does well when he does poorly. He's the main actor in, in the other way. But I, th I think some coaches, and, and, and again, I've brought up a great point, family is important. I still remember there was, there was a coach I, I won't name, but had a, had a, had a job at, at, at a Power 5 conference school that he was all set to take, take and his, but his wife didn't like the city where, where he was going. So she, she, says, she says, you can take that job, but when you go looking for a house, get a one-bedroom apartment. Because <laughs> I'm not coming... Well, Gary Anderson yeah. left Wisconsin to go to Oregon State right, right. For, because his family was not happy. Todd Graham left Pittsburgh to go to Arizona right. State. Well, that's right. And there's also, that's why I, I also think the other side of that coin is Jim Harbaugh. I, I hear stories that Jim Harbaugh will at some point go back to the NFL for the reasons you discussed. It could happen, but if I had to put my dollar on him staying or going back to the NFL, I, I think he stays for the same reasons on a positive side. I think he loves being in Ann Arbor. I think he likes the control a college coach has. Now, there could be a scenario where it blows up and he wants to leave, but but I don't think that, that these guys have that itch that, that sometimes we well, we impose well, on them. With Harbaugh, there's, there's an X factor, and we both, everyone knows it. He's got a brother who has a Super Bowl ring, and he is... And, <laughs> As competitive right. person as he is, and it all and, comes and, back to the ego. Yeah, right. That's what we're Absolutely. talking about. That has nothing to do with reality. But if yeah. the Rams, I look at, and, and, and bring up saving in context of the Rams and maybe the Chargers coming to L.A. in in a uh, 
three billion dollar stadium that they, they've already broken ground on by. And the good part about it is not you don't have to live in L.A. And if you were trying to sell L.A. to Harbaugh or a, a Saban, you know, I, my argument as being a, you know a native would say, hey, look, you can live at the beach. Stadiums by the airport, you can leave anytime you want, and you don't have to ever go downtown. And you can make something, you could build something from nothing. Because as we, anyone that saw the Rams play this year, <laughs> would know. Um, but all right, but back to Carroll or Save. I mean, whose career would you would you would you? If, well, Carroll has, I guess, your point being Carroll and Switzer and Jimmy Johnson and Jimmy Johnson have won right. the national championship and a Super Bowl. Uh, if if you want to say that Pete Carroll is the best football coach because he's won, you know, two college football titles and one Super Bowl, as opposed to Nick, who is on the precipice of doing something that nobody has ever done in the history of the game, of college football, I'm fine with that. You know, if 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 you know if Nick is known as the greatest coach in the history of college football, and that's yeah, not that's enough not- to beat Carroll. Yeah, you know, we'll all have to go. We'll all have to live. This is all. It's a. It's a bar. It's a bar. Bar room talk. A part of a game. That's why we're here. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That's what podcasts are. Yeah. yeah. uh, Oh yeah. Good point. Um, But I was also thinking the context of, let's say John Wooden would have, uh, uh, you know, in the height of his UCLA, or maybe even after he won eight or nine, he signs a big deal with the Phoenix Suns, and. And goes low. Okay. No, I'm saying. Well, he, and goes two games under 500 right. for two years. Is he? Di- he is he diminished? John McKay. John McKay's career well, yeah, right. is has a yeah but in his obituary but, because he went 0 and 14 after yeah. winning four national. Maybe in your mind, but, but there are, no, not in mine. And also, I mean, well, we what, have those what examples. Kind of mind, what kind of mind do I have? I mean, Why we, am I thinking we, of did this? Did Rick Pitino? Another podcast. We don't have enough time for that. Yeah. Rick Pitino and John Calipari did that. I mean, they went to the NBA and and in effect failed. And now they're back in the in the college and you just game. Brought that up. And, yeah, that and do, are they issues. diminished because it didn't work out in the yeah, NBA? Well, let me ask you this: along those lines, does it matter? Do we have to decide between Red Auerbach and John Wooden as to who's the greatest basketball coach of all time? Yes. <laughs> oh, no, but no, I, no, I don't think we do. But I'm saying, had Wooden gone to the NBA and failed, you would have had to have mentioned that as part of his... Sure, sure. Right? It's, a, it's, a little, it's a little dink. And, but I'm trying to get to, not inside of our minds, but inside of, of these guys, yeah. what they're thinking. And you know, you said it gnaws, it gnaws at him, so I don't care what Miss Terry says, I don't care. In his mind, right. does he ever wake up being chased by you know well, monster Miami up, Dolphins? You know? The wake up is the key phrase of what you just made me think of. Bino used to always say every coach has a game that 20 years later he wakes up at 3 in the morning and, and well, thinks, here's, here's, how did I lose that? Here's a better argument, though, when we brought up before. Belichick and Saban are buddies. Can you imagine the conversation, Super Bowl rings, National <laughs> Championship rings? Yeah. Which is more important? Who's the better coach? That, that that argument is between those two guys. Well, that's like, I, but who wins that argument? Who well, wins that argument? Well, Jim Jim Murray was a member of Riviera and uh, and Conrad, the Pulitzer Prize winning cartoonist for the L.A. Times for many years. They used to play. That was the famous story when they played golf together, and Murray would make a good shot, and Conrad said, "Well, I yeah, I have four Pulitzers." And before Jim <laughs> before Jim finally won his Pulitzer, he always had that. He right. always had that over right. over Murray. You know, and he drew cartoons for you know political cartoons, but it's like 
Yeah. Got, gotcha. And yeah. Belichick has Belichick has the gotcha. But again, if you ran that at the poll on a fan base, who best coach of all time, Be- Belichick or Saban, who would win that Belichick. argument? Belichick would win it. Be- okay, because you know, of the, you know the, why you have you know why you have, and this is getting back to the competitive thing, is the difference at, at Alabama. I mean, this and the reason Nick doesn't want to leave Alabama for very good reasons. You you get seven or eight first round picks a year. You it's not a level playing field. He has an advantage. He has a institutional advantage of being at a great football program with history. In the NFL, man, you got it. You've you've you you've got to uh, draft from the uh, the bottom if you're good. You gotta have you gotta make the right decisions. You have an owner. Um, I think so. I think it's harder to win a Super Bowl title than it is to win a national title, and that and and I think that's why Belichick would probably have. You'd have to say NFL. You know? Yeah, I would. I wouldn't necessarily agree. I mean, I think Belichick has. Listen, have you agreed? Three days in a row. I don't like to agree. It's a podcast. Three days it wouldn't be any fun if we. <laughs> you all think agreed. I'm a hard ass? I don't. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why this is. We have to have. Why do we have to choose who's the best one? Because well, exactly. it's apples and oranges. Well, why That's do right. we? Why do we have to play sports at all? Because no, you, there's know, a winner and loser right. and everything. But pro football and pro and college football are different. Right. So, One's harder than the other. And, and Belichick also has this no. legacy of you know, know. little they're, they're, they're sleazy things. You know, he's a great coach, but you know all those little cheaty, underinflating really? balls. Is, it, is that the is that the Belichick that you know, Mr. Boston? No, absolutely not. Well, I know, but there's there's a little yeah. outsider's taint. Unfortunately, we can't see facial expressions on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, all right. There you go. My are. reaction to that. Uh, no, I mean, uh, you know, if you're you know Belichick, you can say. You know, made one draft choice that made him a genius. Sixth round. In right. the sixth round. Yeah, yeah. And he's lived on that for 20 years. See, not, never get I, say, I, hold on. You know, Saban, yeah, he, he, he can sign 25 first-round draft choices, as, as the saying goes, but he's stuck with them. You know, he can't, right. he, he can't churn through his roster. I mean, they, it's just, they're just different. You know. They are. And the other part is at the college level, you know, right now we're saying, well, Alabama has all the advantages, but there are five or six other schools where the right guy could have all of the advantages. I mean, if you get the right guy yeah. at Notre Dame or USC or Ohio State, you know, and there's a few more, the right guy is going to do that. But but those guys don't come along very often. I, yeah. I think we have to give a, a real appreciation for Saban for doing that well, and doing yeah. it over time. We're, yeah, we're only measuring it's unprecedented. Them. We're only measuring his level of greatness. So when yes. we're measuring, that's, no, so that's it, yeah. And, so. and I mean, I've talked to, I'm you know naturally a, a day after you because you're better than I am. But <laughs> I'm writing the legacy column, and, and I talked to. Well, you talk to people. That's different than what I did. Okay, well, it, uh, you know, and the, the coaches I talked to all pointed to the fact that he's got the same set of tools that other people have, and he's to Herb's point, and he's done more with them, and and consistently and over a longer period of time than anyone has ever done that. That makes him, to their in their minds, and you know. The, the best ever, and uh, certainly in the poll era, and and I think to argue about whether Rockney or Saban right. was better, you, you know that that's as a, that's yeah. more apples and oranges and, than NFL versus. And as I pointed uh, out, even he has I mean, it's tougher today because, as you know, the era of Bear and the, I mean, they 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 not only they only had scholarships for their own 
team. They, they got they took away scholarships from Auburn, right? And, right? and so they, they signed guys so they wouldn't play. So they wouldn't play for the rivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with the restrictions and all and all of that, I don't think you know there there's no, there isn't any question of you know the, the greatness. But if we're just having a fun discussion, uh, I think it's interesting and even you know, particularly with Carroll and now you know Jimmy Johnson and. Uh, and Barry Switzer. I mean, Switzer sort of you know, walked into that Super Bowl title. I mean, he, you know, in, in the Jimmy's dynasty, but still, he he, 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 did, all, it. he did it. He yeah. did it. So you have to give him credit. But uh, you know, it's it's a fun thing to talk about. What have you broken off into into its th- into a sub uh, plot where coaching and recruiting? What about the actual business of coaching? Who is the best coach? Does this is Saban? On the same level, I mean, you can put the whole package together. There's no question. Well, but what I, about I would say he, you know, is he the best coach? Yeah. Then you're then you're measuring beyond wins and losses. Right. And right. I haven't correct. looked at the correct. other guy. Correct. I don't know enough about the historical figures we're talking about to be able to say that. Yeah. I will. I will tell you. Uh, this uh, Jeremy Pruitt, who's now the defensive coordinator at Alabama. Uh, made a comment to an Alabama booster club earlier this year saying, essentially, you know, I think we all know who the real defensive coordinator right. of this team is. You know, if right. Kirby, you know, Kirby's at Georgia now, Kirby Smart, right. you know, who was his predecessor, uh, you know, and, and Georgia's struggling and Alabama's still has got the best defense ever. You know, and it's not me. Right. I mean, it, it's him. Yeah. yeah, and so let's kind of segue into uh, into the tomorrow into the game tomorrow night, because when you look at Alabama, and and we we saw this game last year, Clemson put forty points, right? Forty and 40. how many? Five hundred yards? More than five hundred yards. Five hundred yeah. yards, which against a really good Alabama defense. But when you look at what Alabama is doing this year, and to and to watch the Washington game, I thought Washington played a really good game, uh, tougher than anyone expected in the semifinal. But you knew going in, they had to be perfect. They had to lay, they had to thread the needle, and what they so instead they have two turnovers that Alabama turned into ten points. Their defense, and they missed two turnovers. They should have pick a guy drops interception. It hurts fumbles in the third quarter. Al. Washington doesn't jump on it. it. You can't do that. And then when you watch no. Alabama, you there's they suffocate you, and then you say, well, maybe we'll get a punt return. You know, with Pettis or, or John Ross as speedster, their special teams are better than. It's like where, where do you get anything off these guys? So. Yeah, uh, one of the guys I talked to was Larry Karras, who won oh, so well, many yeah, championships yeah, well, yeah. at Mount Union, and he said to me. This is all in my story tomorrow. I'm now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm now previewing. Is this the, sto- the story that you talk to people? You actually, yes, that I actually talked about. Oh, he okay. said to me, what's, Al- what's, the, what's Alabama's obvious weakness? I said, they're playing a freshman quarterback. He right. said, yeah, it hits you in the face, obviously. They're playing a freshman quarterback. He said, but think about it. He said, they've got a, a defense that is the best in the country. He said, he's got the best punter in the country in J.K. Scott. He said, and he's got a terrific running game. He said, so he has that, what is that that obvious weakness? He has put everything around it so that it's not important. Right. And that's it, yeah, a great thing. Damn you, Saban, he's, 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 the rank man axiom that I've held for years that you can't win a national title with a true freshman, and he's about to bust. And now, now I will claim he didn't start the season. You know, my, my thing is no true freshman that started the season 
has ever won a national title. You know, right, right. And technically, he, he, he did not start. He did not start against USC. But unlike USC's coach, uh, you know, Saban figured out his starter after the third series, not the third game. You know, and then and for that, and, he and found Jamel Holloway in '85 yeah. came in only because Aikman got right. hurt. Yeah, right. And, and also third or fourth game of the year. He's yeah. got a. Isn't this the third year that Saban's going with a first-year yeah, quarterback? It, yeah. Whether maybe not a freshman, but and certainly a little last year, fifth-year guy. And you know what? Jalen Hurts would have lost the one or two games had he had he played on any other team as a true freshman other than Alabama. He would have lost the one or two games. You say a freshman always costs you, yeah. Because he's made mistakes, he's gotten away, but they're so good around him uh, that everything else gets gets covered up. You know, so it's. Uh, yeah, my favorite my favorite thing about this Alabama team was in the SEC championship game. You know, usually when you say our defense can't get off the field, that's a bad thing. <laughs> right, right. But in the first quarter against Florida, you know, the defense couldn't get off the field and they were leading by ten points. So the defense kept scoring. Yeah. To to flip it, I, I think uh, I think the only the only quarterback and the on the only team that can beat Alabama is, is Clemson. Right. Yes. You have to have if you don't have Deshaun Watson, I mean, uh, God, Jake Browning, bless his soul, he had no chance, and he no. almost knew it going in. A stationary, you know, uh, you know, he, no chance, and he almost knew it. But this, does this make it interesting enough just because of the Watson factor? That well, sure. I mean, Watson did to uh, Alabama what very few players have done in the Saban era. You know, Cam Newton did it, um, Johnny Manziel did it, uh, and and that is he. You know, a running quarterback has given Saban problems, or a scrambling quarterback, a guy who can move. Uh, you have to assume, not only because Kirby Smart is no longer the defensive coordinator, but also uh, because of what Watson did last year, that, that there'll be a new defensive idea this year. You know, and, and last year they were very much sort of trying to contain him and, and staying in their lanes and rushing, and that didn't work because he just ran around their lanes. I think this year they're going to come at. I would assume that means, therefore, this year they come after him a little more. And the back seven of Alabama is probably faster and, and better that they can help try to contain him. You know, I, I don't know. That, that to me, is the, is the most fascinating part about the chess match Monday right. night. Right. Blau, I mean, would you agree with that? Watson is I, really... I, I agree. And, and, I, and I, I would say one thing is I, I think Clemson can beat Alabama. They can beat Alabama. And I'll go further out of the limb. They will beat Alabama. Oh, but, ding, ding, ding. but but there's a but. If there are no turnovers, but Watson is at 17. 17. So it's almost like, yeah, that's going to happen if, but it's not going to happen because mm-hmm. the history. So I'll, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go on the record now is if there is a, if they somehow avoid the mistakes and there's no turnovers, Clemson's going to win the game. That's my prediction. Yeah, but I don't think I don't. But I, having said that, I don't think it can happen because he hasn't proven that it can happen. He, he makes mistakes. That that's so not, not really down. going out on the limb, though. You just said if they don't well, make any turnovers, hedging. they're going to win. But they're going to right. Make they're going to win. <laughs> they're going to win. Well, no, anybody yeah. that doesn't make turnovers <laughs> is going to win. No, they're, no, they're not. <laughs> well, no. Boston <laughs> College can play a, a total of well, every game fair, and will yeah. not win the game. You know, the the thing that I look at when we talk about who's going to win this game is. A year ago, Alabama did not play well against Clemson. Yes. They needed an onside kick, which in many instances would have been called fluky rather than genius, yeah, of, yeah, and they care, won. Yeah, yeah. And, and then they played Washington a week ago and didn't really 
you know, didn't play well, and and they the won. offense didn't play well. The offense didn't play well. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that you know they didn't have their A game in in two really huge games, and they still won. Yeah. So are we gonna? You know, I I, I sort of think that it's really tough to pick against Alabama based on that, because, especially when you look at you know the talent they have. It's just they have too many ways to win. It's, you know. Yeah. It, it, how. Uh, Young were you when the Leroy Jordan, Leroy Jordan defense of Alabama? You were probably just a little toddler. Then. Oh yeah, no, that was that, to kind of predate 61, you. Sixty-one. Yeah, they uh, yeah. allowed how yeah. many points that year? Like, like twenty-five. Well, yeah, well, sixty-one. I think they allowed twenty-five, and then sixty-six the year that the Notre Dame Michigan State tie, uh, and they both finished ahead of eleven right. and zero Alabama. Uh, they 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 gave up very few points that year too. But it's probably hard to even compare eras, and if you think about you know that. The athleticism and the skill level, and the, uh, you know, it's just like it's and hard to imagine. It's hard to yeah. imagine a better defense ever at Alabama than right. the one that, that, than the kind they're playing right now. Uh, yeah, our our metrics at ESPN, and they, you know, we've got the whatever the football equivalent of sabermetricians. Yeah. You know, they've come up with a defense defensive efficiency rating, and this is the. This defense is better even than the one in 2011, which was Saban's <laughs> second one. The one that didn't allow LSU past midfield yeah. until the fourth quarter. And yeah. the that, that one. <laughs> the, the, the great meme of that Sugar Bowl was the picture of the LSU bus at the 50-yard line and saying it was stuck because LSU couldn't get over the 50. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. That, was, that was great. Yeah. But, yeah, so we're talking about something special now. You know, Clemson goes for... Thirty-five and four hundred tomorrow. Then we'll, you know, we'll 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 edit this and uh, on well, Tuesday. But well, I don't well see, that's I don't a question. That I mean, given you know that that Clemson put up a forty last year, they're not going to be owed by Alabama. How many points? How no. many? Yeah, that's how many the, points is would you expect from Clemson this year? I yeah yeah you're not going to stop Clemson. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't think. You know, I think both teams will only be in the twenties. You know, and Vegas set the over under at fifty. I Whoa, saw in the middle really? of the week. I don't know what it is. They're now. not usually wrong. Yeah. Right. These things. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, I. I think the Dabo. Uh, yeah, you're right. I think they're not intimidated. I. I was surprised. <coughs> I thought Chris Peterson. You know, managed. It was a very way more conservative. I don't know what he was thinking. First of all, trying to run against Alabama. I mean, you can't run against them. And during that game, they're running on first and second down, and I'm going, you can't do that. You can't do that. It's third and eight. We're trying to shorten the game. I know, but here's a guy who I thought, given a month, what he did at Boise, I don't. They didn't run at any sort. Now, you know, okay, you can't run trick plays against Alabama. I know that, but you have to. You have to try. You know, that's it. That's in his playbook. That's in his. It was almost like he was saying, "I'm going to prove to you that I'm not." coach at Boise and we don't have to we don't need a hook and lateral to be well but don't run on first and second down I would have you know, poor, again poor Jake Browning I'm sorry but you have to throw every down and, and run on third well and, but if you throw on every down then he gets killed but you can't run on first and second down so you can't run or throw that doesn't leave a whole lot does it yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. what, what other rules are bring there bring back the quick kick yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah right. Uh, which he did. That was his best. His best play was a left-footed pooch yeah, that got sure him, pinned was. him down to well, the goal line, and they couldn't. If they would have held him there, they might have had a chance. And, and fortunately for Washington, uh, Lane Kiffin called a great game for the Huskies. Oh, uh, 
good good segue because yeah. I think that's the that, that that's the uh, other story coming in. And I it's you know you can't make this you almost can't make this up about what's happened at the offensive coordinator position and uh, you know uh, Saban taking on these ex USC coaches and re their rehabilitation projects. But what do you make of uh, of Sark? Um, you know, being thrown into it. He he hasn't called a play, and I thought I was wrong, and I I thought he'd yeah. call. And I, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that he had, he did not call plays in those five games in his last year because of what he did in August, yeah. and he, he handed over play calling to Clay Helton. So he has not called plays since the Holiday Bowl against Nebraska uh, in 2014, December, and now you. you your first time out after coming out of alcohol rehab, this this is you're putting in this kind of pressure cooker. What do you make of that, and how 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 it'll fare? Well, the two points that that I take away from it is one, uh, it made me laugh as I talked to Alabama people yesterday. I realized that the putting this out as a, it was a mutual decision reached by. Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin that he leave was farcical because Nick Saban does not make mutual decisions. Yeah. Nick maybe, makes a decision maybe. and everybody else goes, great decision, coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, it was clearly he was done. He was done with Lane. And the other thing is find me another coach in any sport at any level who could make this kind of move the week of a championship game and, and nobody – really has a beef with it. Nobody takes him to task for it. Everybody goes, okay, what, you know. If it was, yeah, any, right, if it was any other program, yeah. they'd be out of control. What are they doing? Right. Uh, how can They're out of some, control, yeah. It's like, and it makes, it's just the way he how he positions Sark for this inevitability. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, worry, I, I worry about these two guys because they're similar in some ways. But I think Sark is a bigger Issue because of his personal his personal problem, Kiffin was like is is just you know immature and he has petulance problems, but Sark is a in many ways I think more mature as a person than Lane, um, more of, has a more of a professional face, but he's got a more serious problem. I think going yeah. down the road. I'm wondering what what's the bigger risk for Nick? For yeah, Nick? well, he and 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 Sark very artfully deflected yes, every question. Did. I love that he kept saying that's a question for another day. Yeah. When, Can you tell us what that day is? Well, we'll be it, you're allowed to speak three days a year. <laughs> yeah, right. Which, is right, it, right. So we're going to talk about this in August. Yeah, or, good you know, talking like, to you guys. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. no, and he wouldn't talk to you for another year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, and and we'll never know. We yeah, can't we'll know what that struggle is for for Sark and. Uh, I think it brings up a side of Saban that he does take on these reclamation projects with coaches and with kids uh, yeah. uh, that probably nobody really talks about. I just, I just hope, I mean, you know, to put him on the side, he's going to be on the sideline, he's going to be on camera, and if pressure was one of his problems, dealing with pressure, this is why I worry, because I covered the Washington game, that uh, his last game at USC, a Thursday night game at the Coliseum, and I watched him with the binoculars all night, and as they were struggling in that game against his former school, that he, you know, it was a disaster. And you could feel the pressure coming in on him after that game. And they went to a 3-2 after that night. Then he goes on a bender. I mean, they have a weekend off, and he's not 
scenes he comes in Sunday morning after that game. I worry that, you know, you're throwing this at him and no matter what he said yesterday, you know, your first game out of the box is on for everything and with everybody talking about you, yeah. you know, cameras. I mean what if what if the offense doesn't do well? Well here, you know? here's the other thing, barring a fifty to forty seven outcome, if Alabama loses yeah, there's no way that Alabama loss won't be blamed on Sark. I mean, that's right. the only difference. Now, they lose it 50 to 40, like the USC Penn State game. Well, then it's okay, you can make an excuse. But if it's a normal game and Alabama loses, the only difference is that Sark, that, that there's a new offensive coordinator. Yeah. But, I mean, to, to bring yeah. back what, what how this conversation started, you know, Lane was a train wreck. I understand that. Yeah, you right, were, you right. weren't going to go into another yeah. game so, like that. I mean, right. Right. You know, how bad how bad a job can Sark do? But he do? scored yeah. points. Right. Yeah. You could be a train wreck. No, he scored really 14 well, points. Yeah, this year was different. But, I mean, I <laughs> yeah. think the first two years, his, the, the offense really improved under under his it, it, play calling. Oh, yeah. Lane, had, yeah. Yeah. Lane was brilliant, yeah. but, yeah. but he wasn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't against Washington for, you know, whether it was his attention span, which is already short, was even shorter because of FAU. Yeah, but Washington was also pretty good. Washington also pretty good. Whatever the reason was, Nick decided he'd had enough. You know, what we don't know pertaining to your concerns are, are, you know, how Sark has done over the last 14 months. And he he refused to open that window for us, and so we just have to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it's still a, a loud statement about the Alabama program that, you have an offensive coordinator waiting in the wings. Yeah. You know, I mean, how many schools have that? And and the, also, I mean, Mike Loxley, who I was around a lot at Illinois, uh, also would be very capable in in that situation. Well, I'm glad you brought his name up because in October I was in College Station talking to Kevin Sumlin, and he said to me, "You know, there's a bake off to be who who the next offensive coordinator is between Sarkeesian and." And Loxley, right? Right. I said, hey, you, know, you really think that's the case? He said, he just laughed. He said, absolutely. That's how it is. Oh, yeah. Why do you think Nick's got him there? Yeah. He said, Lane's totally. gone. Yeah. Loxley, uh, yeah. you know, his, I mean, his greatest moment, he beat an undefeated Ohio State in Columbus, and uh, Aurelius Ben, his best receiver, went down very early in that game. I mean, he, he was pretty savvy. I covered that game, yeah. There you yeah, go. And, and I, I, what, I don't yeah. know if you hear this, but he may be at Florida next year. There's a, I have well, not heard that. As, as, as Lane bows out, in a, you know, let's just take a brief look at it, the, the backwards career of a coach who was actually now getting the job he should have gotten, he should have started with, and eventually... Coach Benjamin Button. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, you know, and maybe if he's right. good at this, he becomes the offensive coordinator at Alabama, then he gets the job at Tennessee, and then, then he'll be at the Los High. Uh, yeah, and, the, and then the Oakland yeah. Raiders. Yeah. He, his career was like completely... But this is, you know, he's a fa- he continues to be a fascinating personality on the scene, uh, I guess. So... Um, all right. Well, I think we've we've really exhausted uh, uh, the subject, and it was uh, it was really fun. And uh, at this point, we'd like to thank Ivan and uh, follow his work. I mean, I know they need they need the help and the publicity. ESPN. What is it? <laughs> ESPN. We're a small struggling internet company. Uh, are you a dot, is that a dot com or is. E, is that edu after or a dot? No, I think it's com. Yeah. Okay, com. Yeah. And that's Ivan. I v. A N. A N. Okay. Yeah. And he's. I think he's got a story. To, you got a story. Is that a website that we that we can access easily, or do we have to? Um, 
Uh, let's hope so, that people can get to ESPN.com. If not, you could all, I will tweet the story, I promise. Or turn on ESPN123 or you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or, 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 right, so, yeah. Uh, or Deportes, the, right. whatever. Okay, anyway, let's uh, cue the music that will lead us out, and uh, thanks again. Um, we don't have music. This was fun. Wait, where is the uh, where is the house band? Da 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 da. We'll edit this out later. <laughs> All right, thank you. Keep coming back. You know the world may romp across your spine. Let every game's end find you still upon the battling line. For when the one great score comes to mark against your name, he writes, not that you won or lost, but how you played the game. The media guides for more than the score. Subscribe today at tmgcollegesports.com.